the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Boy, that is a so much fanfare for that intro. I just love it. But guess what? Not Jimmy Sangenberger this morning. It is the amazing Matt Dunn sitting in, who claims to be friend of Jimmy Sangenberger for many, many years. We go back a long way, he and I. And we see a lot of stuff eye to eye, I think, and maybe we have a few, uh, you know, differences in this, that, and the other. The main one being that, of course, Backbone Radio has better bumper music than Jimmy Singenberger is persuaded to believe that he has. And uh, I could put the producer on the spot here. I could put Leroy on the spot and like get to try to get him to come down, but I'm not going to do that because we're, we're not going to go there <laughs> this morning. At any rate, uh, yeah, I'm Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn, Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. The podcasts are always there. I'm on Twitter, at Backbone Radio, where I crank out the really informative, incisive, amusing tweets all week long in between shows. A good source of information for you to crack through the propaganda to keep your mind free, your soul and spirit healthy. And I thought I would talk a bit in this hour about what needs to be done to save the United States of America. I was saying that last week on Backbone Radio, callers said, hey, what can we do? What needs to be done? What can we do? And I thought I would just map it out in a little bit more detail during this hour as we talk to people about this, that, and the other topic that comes up. But I've got a lot of, I think, quite brilliant thoughts about how to save this country. I know how to save it. I know what to do. I've got the answers. I'm the answer man. (laughs) And it's, you know, will the country do what I tell it to do? Well, that's, I guess, another question, because we are blanketed by a fog of propaganda that has so much of the country persuaded that we have to have nuclear Armageddon over who rules the Donbass region of Ukraine. That's We just got to blow everything up. We got to blow up the world. It's it's worth it. It's totally worth it, you know. We got to send $67 billion over to Ukraine we got to do that because that's what we need to do. And, uh, like, they ever sit back and think about why? Anyway, yeah, when Trump was in office, none of that stuff ever happened. We had peace and we had prosperity. But now we've got crime, we've got inflation, and we've got the prospect of Armageddon, to use Joe Biden's own words. Uh, the country's dying. Um, everybody feels that, that we're losing this place. Can't you feel it? We've got bizarre freaks in power. We're losing our sovereignty. We've got the wide-open borders, cultural decay, the bear stock market. We've got constant round-the-clock propaganda. Yeah, you hear all the the little propaganda news clips uh, that, uh, yeah, January 6th stuff. Trump is bad. That's, That's just kind of, you know, you're always hearing that reinforced and, Oh, DOJ wants to get rid of this special master because the Judge Cannon was wrong. They're so paranoid about the special master stuff <laughs> from that judge in Florida that they don't really want uh, anybody peering into what the FBI was filching out of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, 
Um, they're boosting Warnock in Georgia. That, that's what the propagandists are up to. You, you hear it uh, a little too regularly, if you know what I mean. But um, before the phone lines, let me just, just say this, that let us not be demoralized at all. Let us see through the PSYOP polls and understand what the media is trying to do to your minds and just keep calm, carry on, vote, 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 vote in November. And uh, some candidates might not be the ones you love or totally inspired. Just, just vote, vote, vote. That's a big part of it. Talk to people. Build your networks, you know. Build networks of trust. Find like-minded cohorts out there. And we have to understand that the people in power are actually surprisingly few in numbers. Just really a small handful of people in the ruling class of this country the Beltway, the Asela Corridor that are running the show. And believe me, that small few people know that they are not beloved by the American people. They are dependent upon constant regime propaganda to stay in power in part. And they're not beloved. And they know it. They're, they're, they're more scared than you would realize. They're more scared than you might think. They're more paranoid than you might think. And you must know that there is a whiff of desperation in the control tactics waged against you and your mind from the people in the Beltway. There's something desperate about it. There's something paranoid about it. And it might at some time you know, seem like they're really, really powerful. They've really got all the power. But they are all too aware that it is a very thin, thin line that they are sitting upon and they are nervous as hell about the American people, and they do everything they can to keep us in line. But we're seeing through it. We're seeing through it. More and more millions upon millions are seeing through it. And I've got a few things that I can talk about, you know, what we can do to be saving this place. But on the control issue, how they want to control you, I found this clip from a British politician who was really big in the 70s and 80s named Tony Benn, B-E-N-N, and he just had this uh, few statements about, you know, how they want to control you, your mind. And I thought, Let, let's just bring that out. They, first, they, they want you frightened and they want you demoralized. I think this is some good points here. See, I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people. And secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy, and confident because they would get out of control. <laughs> the top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. But they're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened, and therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best. Yeah, they want you frightened, they want you demoralized. And I would just say, let, let us just say no to all of the above on that. Let's, uh, let's say no to being frightened, and let's say no to being demoralized. Let's find a way to keep ourselves healthy, confident, educated, and strong. I'll do more on that topic on the healthy, educated, and strong in uh, the next hour. I think I might get into the manhood concept. We'll go, we'll go down the manhood road. But, um, yeah. They have their ways, and more and more people are waking up to what their ways are, and that's making the ruling class even more nervous, 
And that's why, you know, that special master thing, they're so paranoid about that and why they have to keep attacking Trump. This January 6th stuff, which the American people do not care about, that doesn't even register on their top level issues anywhere even close to it. And they want to talk about anything but Biden's inflation, Biden's crime, or this impending Armageddon business. And by the way, Joe Biden actually did come out and say that, oh, if if Republicans win the election, then we're going to get more inflation. Talk about pathetic and desperate. Listen to Joe Biden say this. But not a single penny. No, I mean, not a single penny. If Republican wins, inflation is going to get worse. It's that simple. (laughs) If a Republican wins, the inflation is going to get worse. After Donald Trump had no inflation during his four years in office, just an amazing economy, a great stock market, it went down a bit for COVID, but then it bounced, came roaring right back under Trump. And now it's, we're all just hosed with all of the Biden everything going in the wrong direction. And he actually comes up. We've, we've got Jimmy Carter. We've got 40-year highs in inflation. And then he says, oh, Republicans are going to, if they win, they're gonna, you're going to have more inflation. My, my gosh. And by the way, Joe Biden did try to say, they're, they're trying to over at CNN with Jake, trying to massage the bad economy. They're trying to massage the potential for a, for a recession, and Joe Biden said, well, if, if we do have a recession, it's going to be a little one, a tiny one. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how uh, every, every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't, there, there has, there is no, there's no guarantee that there's going to be a recession. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Yeah, you see how the media is doing. They're, they're trying to produce as much gentle, gentle propaganda about the economy as possible, where they ignored Trump's great economy, and now Biden's absolutely disaster, <laughs> uh, belly-up economy. They, they, they ask a softball, like, oh, you think there might be a recession? No, going to be if there is. Well, it, it, uh, little one, little one. Yeah, good job, Joe Biden, screwing up the place folks. Um, anyway, just understand how that all works. And uh, you know, let's get into what we can do to be saving the country. But let's 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 make sure we I mean, full lines. Wow. Um, this early people get up this early. Is this is this true? Um, all right. Let's say hello to Marcus in Aurora. First in line. Welcome, Marcus. Good morning, Matt. Yes, sir. And uh, I agree with you. We got to solve this problem by voting. And even if I'm unaffiliated, I do not like polis. We got to vote. What? What? And, uh, uh, you're not. You're not a fan of polis, huh, Marcus? Oh, you're no, not impressed? no. Hmm. No. Remember when he called us uh, selfish bastards on the COVID, not taking the shots? Um, remember that? I don't remember him using that phrase, but I I know he, he know, did he, use he that, that phrase. You can check it. You know, <laughs> if if you don't get the vaccine, you know, death. Death will be the corrective. He said something like well, that. Well, I understand, yeah. but I, I I got the shots like you did. But I look at when the capital was destroyed, and us as taxpayers had to pay for that. Oh, the Denver capital at, and the and the BLM riots. Yeah, yeah, the Colorado capital. They could have took care of that, and then we lost 40% of our small businesses in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of friends go out of business, and it it's horrible. And then I, I always like this one, Colorado Cash Giveaway, the Tabor. <laughs> this guy. <I> <laughs> <laughs> you always have to laugh at that. 
uh, right before the election. We're going to get it. We're going to get a check from the government because of Tabor, which is what Douglas Bruce, the conservative libertarian, got in. Done so many shows on that. I've interviewed Douglas Bruce so many times over the years. Um, He he got the the one thing that Democrats hate is the Tabor Amendment. They, they, They the Democrats want. Your money to be their money. They, they think that your money, your earnings belong to them and to the government. They resent having to give any money back to you. But yet come election time, they will send you a little check because of what Douglas Bruce did. And they will try to get some credit for that. It's, it's so and, comic. And Polis want to get, get rid of Tabor, remember? Yeah. It, 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 it's like, what the hell? Yeah. He, he, meatless Fridays. The ranchers don't like him. And what he's done to the oil fields and everything, this guy's got to go. Well, on the ranchers' front in Colorado's farming and ranching communities, it was uh, the first gentleman, um, Governor Polis's husband, who had that oh, really scathing yeah. set of statements <laughs> to make <laughs> about, uh, no, no, this is like uh, about six months ago, eight months ago, I saw this. And oh, okay. I did a, a, a good hour on it on Backbone Radio, in which he, you know, the first gentleman was scolding, scolding farming and ranching families in Colorado for not loving government and for not wanting to cede their freedoms to government. Because, you know, hey, that uh, government is why they live and why they exist, and government, you shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you. It was the most disrespectful yeah. slap in the face I've ever seen how you talk to proud Colorado families in the farming and ranching world. I, I was just blown away by that. And uh, I guess I don't have that letter with me, but the the language was really atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, he's got to go. That man's went too far. I agree with you. And, um, you know, let's hope what we can get, you know, if there was ever a year where Republicans have a shot, it's this year. And Heidi was in there doing a great job in that debate. (laughs) And uh, let's, let's, you know, hey, let's get across the finish line. What do you say, Marcus? Yeah, a lot of people don't think it's possible. It's possible. But like what you say, <clears throat> you got the solution. People have to vote. Yeah. That's the answer. They've yeah. got to vote. Yeah, Republicans are totally demoralized in Colorado. You can't deny it. This for a lot of good reasons. Republicans have had a lot that. of missteps. But you know, so what? Yeah. Let's just go in there and vote Republican and spread the word and let's see what happens. You know, you don't have to have the expectation we're for sure gonna win and suddenly this blue state will turn red. But hey, Let's get out there and do no. it and see what happens. Do our best. You don't want to, you know, like somehow like sit out and not vote and, you know, and then, of course, uh, yeah. you know, the wrong result and, and happens. Matt, a lot of people don't think the Republicans could do it. They can't. Just go out there and vote. I don't care what people say. It, it Because people think the same way we do, Matt. And you talk the honest truth. It's like, just vote. Just be heard. Just do it. Right on, Marcus. Yeah. Well. Thank you for checking in. Marcus is not a fan of Jared. All the best to you, sir. And let's uh, say another hello to Joe in our Wada. Joe, welcome. Good morning, Matt. Yes, sir. I, I, you know, here, here, I just, you put me right on the spot because uh, you want to know the best way to get a, a win across. Uh, what is our small part as, uh, you know, just the average working dude. I, I look at it a little bit more pragmatically. I want us to win. I want Heidi Ganahl to win. 
you know, with Joe all day, I'm going to have to pray about it just like he did, you know, and I, I've never had yep. a, a, a prayer, prayer answered with, uh, go ahead and compromise your most important issue. But anyway, the, the, the point is, is I want us to win in Colorado, but here's the, here's the rub. We're still a blue state. <laughs> yeah. And no and denying the, it's an uphill the, battle. What can, well, what can I do is what I what I'm saying. Now I'm going to do my part and vote, and I'm suggesting to all my friends, and I I, yeah. I, I say, listen, uh, middle of the road guy out there, if you want to save Colorado, don't you dare vote for a Democrat. But but here's the here's the the point is that what what am I going to do in addition to that is where my money's going to go. Yeah. Now I already helped a little bit with Ron Johnson's campaign in Wisconsin. Well done. Yeah, he's I, been pretty solid. I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm not a Wisconsinite. I, you know, but I'm an American, and yep. I realize that the Senate is the most important body that we could take back this cycle. Yep. And and we're going to win the House. You might look but, at Blake but, Masters you know, in Arizona. We, Help out Blake Masters because Mitch that McConnell is exactly is stiffing him. You took the words right out of my mouth, and then the uh, you know the other uh, option is uh, Doctor Oz and Herschel Walker. But I'm going with Blake Masters because yes. I'll tell you what: if this if this state goes you know the way that San Francisco has gone, that's my destination. I think Arizona. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to help. You better Carrie shovel Lake some funds down Masters. there. See, Blake Masters and Carrie Lake, they've got two great MAGA candidates, America First candidates in Arizona, and they're going out there and they speak with conviction. They're, they don't run for office to avoid a fight. They run for office to pick a fight. And that has got Arizona motivated, and Carrie Lake is way in the lead in the polls that I trust that I've seen, and Blake Masters is right there edge to edge in spite of Rhino Mitch McConnell and the GOP machine trying to withhold funds from him and not supporting him. But luckily, you know, people like Peter Thiel are sending big money in, billionaires like that, and, and even people like you, Joe, a billionaire here in Colorado. That's right. Sending, <laughs> sending. 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Hey, hey listen, my, my $25 went to Ron Johnson, and all of a sudden he was leading in the polls. I said, look at what $25 can do. Well done. Joe, you're you're making it happen. See, uh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> At any rate, but yeah, I'm gonna unfurl. I've got some 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 thoughts on you know what needs to be done and and what and what we can do to save the country and what the obstacles are. And uh, we'll do this when we come back. But uh, but Joe, um, yeah, uh, keep praying on that. Thank and I, you, Matt, I know, uh, for you what know, you're doing. Yeah. Hey, likewise to you. Let's be keeping Watch the in, chosen. Yeah. Oh, is the new season out? Season three. It's coming next year. Okay, next year. Yeah, we've watched seasons one yeah. and two. My kids love it. I loved it. And uh, just waiting for that third season. We can't wait to sit down and do that one. So, uh, and you're the That's guy awesome. that Thank recommended you, that to me. So uh, I appreciate that. All right. All the Bless best, you. Joe. Thank you. It's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Jimmy Singen Burger. Why don't we take a little break? Let's come back and like start figuring out how to save this place. Uh, till then. There we go, a little avenged sevenfold music bringing us back, and that that ought to help wake you up. I think we should be up by now. I think the host just woke up. I always try to wake up at least at the halfway point of when I am hosting 
a morning show, somehow I have developed the ability to be uh, to be like not actually awake, but yet talking into a microphone. How how does one do that? It just takes skill. That's how you you know you know you're a professional when you can actually do that. Just just kidding, but yeah, Matt Dunn. I normally host Backbone Radio Sundays, sitting in for Jimmy Singenberger though this morning, four to seven p.m. Sundays, Backbone Radio, and I am a dentist. I practice dentistry all week. I've had a very fun weekend life around 710 KNUS hosting radio programs, uh, Backbone Radio. Got four little kiddos, so I've got a minivan, so I'm always uh, cruising around town, Denver Metro, all across this state now. Soccer games, swim meets, piano lessons, and all the stuff. Very full life right now. My youngest child is 18 months old, the little man, 18 months and uh, in the last uh, week or two or three, he started like being able to say two words, two words in a row. The other day he said, go now, go now. And I was like, hey, that was two words in a row. It's not just like one word. I was, I was like really impressed with the little guy. And uh, yesterday, actually, I had my keys in my hand and he said, daddy key, daddy key. And I was hey, two words, high five, fist bump. He's really amazing. And so uh, I just, you know, the fatherhood thing could not be more rewarding, of course. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm on the move. And, by the way, speaking of, of two words, <laughs> speaking of two words, Joe Biden is good at saying two words and announcing he's going to say two words. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. Wait a minute. Was, was that two words? Or is it three words? Wait a minute. Joe Biden, the moron in chief leading this country, he, he can do two words. Yes, Joe Biden, he can say two words, too. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Made oh, yeah. In America. Oh, yeah. I, I, every, every show I get to play the gaff reel from Joe Biden. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Remember back in 2008 when he talked about a three-letter word, jobs? Economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S. Yep, yep, okay, three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, and he even spelled it out. Yeah, the mm, moron-in-chief, Tapioca Joe. He's like doing his level best to show how much better his predecessor was at than, than Joe at being president. Yeah, just a clinic every day on how much better Trump was, Trump's America was, peace and prosperity. At any rate, what needs to be done to save this place? And just, just laying out a few things, we need several million American citizens who, uh, who cherish freedom, cherish liberty, have a passion for the United States Constitution for what the founders of this country established for natural rights and American ideas. We already have these millions of people, so we've got that, all right? Then um, we do need to get actual free speech in America, actual First Amendment speech. We need to crack the tech tyrants. Right now, um, we do not have free speech or anything approaching it in this country in the sense that the, the, the narratives are rigidly controlled and patrolled by the tech tyrants, by the people um, running the media. 
And, oh, they censor you, they silence you, they shut you off of Twitter, they shut you off of Facebook, they censor you out of YouTube, and the Google searches are manipulated. That is not free speech, okay? But if we could have free speech in this country, you would have more people get exposed to more truthful ideas, okay? And then that's starting to get somewhere. Elon Musk, his purchase of Twitter is largely a positive step to the potential for free speech. But guess what? You know, the feds are investigating Elon Musk now for his purchase of Twitter. The feds, see, the feds do not want free speech. The last thing that the Joe Biden wants, the Democrats want, the powers that be want, the last thing the rhinos want is actual free speech or people to have a voice in this country. You must understand that the rhinos, people like Mitch McConnell, would just as soon have the America first Republican voting base sitting there in the dark, silenced, unable to communicate in social media and not having a voice in media anywhere. So just understand that. I'll do a bit more on Elon after a bit. But we're talking about saving the country. You need millions of Americans who cherish freedom and liberty, love the Constitution. We need actual free speech in this country. And we need more Americans to be able to see through propaganda and be unfazed by it. Does that make sense? When you hear the news breaks, you know, when you, when you see what ABC, CBS, NBC... CNN, MSNBC are talking about. You have to understand that carte blanche, that stuff is propaganda. And what the media does in this country is serve the power interests of the Beltway. They've carved out their own country, their own republic, their own homeland. And all that noise does is serve the power elites. And so we cannot be fatigued by it. We cannot be affected by it. And we have to be able to see through it. More of So many millions already do. But we need more who do. And if we had actual free speech, more and more would be able to see through it rather than leading their blue pill lives blanketed in false information constantly all the time. But just knowing that media serves the power interest helps. But just let them jabber on. Don't let it fatigue you. Don't let it bother you. Okay? And uh, have an endless appetite for all the propaganda they can throw at you. And don't let it phase you. Don't let it move the needle on you at all. Keep on trucking. Don't let them demoralize you. Don't let them frighten you. Does that make sense? So these things, we've got to crack the administrative state. And I think this is actually the, the, the biggest thing to allow freedom and the salvation of this republic is that right now we have a situation where the unelected bureaucrats are ruling the world. They are ruling the United States of America. And uh, these people, are they're unelected, but they're the ones in power, and they're the, the ones who think that they are justified to have power. And so think of all the different three-letter agencies that need to go away, that have gotten corrupt. And the FBI, people are talking about dismantling the FBI all the time these days for their complete and total egregious partisan hackery, including the unconscionable raid on Mar-a-Lago, my gosh, but what if the three-letter agencies could be broken up, the CIA, the FBI, the CDC, the DHS, go down the list of all the agencies of unelected people that are barnacled into the beltway and that they're even like carrying guns these days. I did that thing last week about armed bureaucrats, the fulfillment of leftist power fantasies, unelected bureaucrats who are, who are armed. There are more armed bureaucrats right now in this country than United States Marines who are armed. Something, something to think about. But if we could have a president who had the ability to fire any executive branch bureaucrat at will, that would be a key 
point, a key factor in cracking the administrative state that uh, that would allow the salvation of this republic, allowed us to have freedom, actual an actual democracy in which you know our politicians are responsive to the people. Likewise, you know, cracking the surveillance state that in many ways is the most important thing, and that is something that Tulsi Gabbard gets. Tulsi Gabbard gets it, okay? And I'll, maybe I'll play the Tulsi Gabbard, uh, why she's leaving the Democratic Party, because she doesn't like the surveillance state. She doesn't like the, um, the Democratic Party only serving, essentially, the unelected beltway and the uh, military-industrial complex, hence this Ukraine Armageddon potential we are living under right now. But um, let me uh, let me just get this in about what we you know. What are some of the most important things we can possibly do? And um, let's hear Darren Beatty, who heads up the Revolver News website, who is a, a very brilliant thinker, has gotten to the point on this about what is most important in American politics, saving this country right here. You may. I'd like to make a general point, and it really, after seeing all this, you have to ask yourself. Does the national security apparatus do anything but conspire against the American people? I'm led to conclude that we cannot have a democracy. Everything in our politics will be fake and performative until we bring the national security state, including the FBI, to heel. It's not a left issue. It's not a right issue. Every politician who cares about our country should demand a church committee 2.0. There you go. Darren Beatty. American politics is completely performative as long as we have this national security apparatus, the three-letter agencies conspiring against the American people. Got that? That is really true. It must be cracked, and I'm going to keep going about how we can best crack it. Ned Ryan also gets to the same point about what is most important in American politics. Get to the point here. Because I view the surveillance state as a real existential threat to the freedom of the American people, and until we dress... The issue of the surveillance state and the DOJ and the FBI, powerful and unaccountable, nothing else matters. This is the thing. And until this is addressed, everything, politics, everything that takes place in D.C. is sound and fury signifying nothing. Exactly right. The noise, the noise, the noise, the narrative, all this stuff you are constantly bombarded with until we can crack that surveillance state, that national security apparatus, that military industrial complex the three-letter unelected agencies, the armed bureaucrats, it's meaningless. It's performative. Nothing is happening. And so many, I will say charitably, so many Republican voters are not quite seeing this. They're like, you know, focused on other issues. But to have the fundamental change that we need to save this place, we need to have Republican candidates out there saying the things that like Tulsi Gabbard is saying. I have to say it. We've got to crack that deep state, that surveillance state, that unelected bureaucratic administrative state, if we want to have a chance to restore power to the people rather than see the power of the people siphoned off into the hands of the unelected who then do very freaky, bizarre things with it and lord it over us and despise us while we pay their salaries so they can lord it over us. Isn't that a great gig? You're an unelected bureaucrat. The American taxpayer gets up early in the morning, works all week long so they can pay their taxes to pay the salaries of these bureaucrats. And then the bureaucrats then turn around and treat that American taxpayer like dirt. It is a complete crap sandwich we've got in this country. And I'm going to carry this torch a little further on what needs to be done to save this place. Okay, I keep going. I've got to do a break. Anyway, 
Hey, it's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Jimmy Singenberger, 303-696-1971. Hang on a moment because I've, I've got more, and it's, like, really vital, right? It's, like, key. It's just, you know, get, stick around. Be right back. All right, Weezer bringing us back. Matt Dunn in for Jimmy Singenberger. Weezer, that'll get you up and get you going. You don't even need coffee when you got Weezer around. Huh. Weezer does it better, do they not? But we're talking about what needs to be done to save America. And one thing's for sure. Oh, did you hear the, the news breaks? Yeah. Um, Herschel Walker won that debate last night, the Senate debate against uh, Warnock in Georgia. You see that? Even the New York Times is admitting that it was a draw, which means, of course, you know that Herschel Walker won. Just saw a tweet from Clay Travis on this lot of rattled blue checks after Herschel Walker won the Georgia Senate debate last night, further cementing Herschel Walker's upcoming Senate victory. Even the NYT said it was a draw. But so, of course, you hear the news breaks. They're trying to do everything they can to help out Warnock and knock down Herschel. You hear, see how that works? The propaganda, the poll data does the same thing. The polling, they, they insert stuff where they feel like it's going to be most helpful and necessary. And just so you see how propaganda works. Little textbook course. I could, I could teach courses on propaganda. At any rate, one thing to save the country, we've got to weed out the rhinos who are part of the Uniparty. Just got to get rid of the rhinos. The fake Republicans who betray their voters constantly say one thing, do another. Send $67 billion to Ukraine. Go along with the Biden spending agenda. Subtly, secretly support Biden's policies. Mitch McConnell's a great example of that. They're okay. They go along with the open border. They're okay. They go along with the surveillance state, with tech tyranny. We have to understand the rhinos that um, are so responsible for betraying their own voters and allowing this country to go down the drain. If we didn't have rhinos, man, we would actually have some ballast in this country to stop its decline. But you see, now Tulsi Gabbard gets it. Let's, let's, let's just hear Tulsi Gabbard state why she's leaving the Democratic Party, because she gets it. She understands that stuff I was saying about the deep state surveillance state um, national security apparatus. Right here, Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. There you go. Tulsi Gabbard gets it. She gets it. She gets the most important things. Now, she's not like the perfect politician and she has like left-leaning stuff, you know, in a lot of ways. 
But, boy, she gets the most important thing. And so, yeah, if Trump wants to run in 2024 a Trump-Tulsi ticket, my eyes are open because that would be the most important issues about how to save the country. Are we understanding a lot of that, right? So um, in terms of uh, dialing it in here, what we need are Republican candidates running for office who get it what Tulsi gets and who are campaigning against the surveillance state, the NATSEC apparatus, the three-letter agencies, and the armed, unelected bureaucrats, okay? That's what we need. Politics is performative. It's fake. Without that, without Republicans who are latching on to that like Tulsi has. And so the next nominee, the best way to crack all this is to get a nominee who is not controlled by the deep state. And I tell you what, the only guy who fits that bill is, uh, is Donald Trump. There may be other people out there that persuade me that they uh, are of that level, but I'm not seeing anybody yet. Ron DeSantis is, you know, there's a lot of talk about him maybe running. He just got the Paul Ryan endorsement, which means he just got the Rhino endorsement. Carl Rove likes Ron DeSantis. Huh. David Fromm, the arch neoconservative warmonger writing for The Atlantic, the former Bushy, Bush guy, helped get us into a rock war. He likes Ron DeSantis. He has formally endorsed Ron DeSantis if DeSantis wants to run. So my advice to Republican voters is don't let yourself be fooled, and DeSantis is going to be very good at if you think it. And I love him as a governor of Florida. But at the national level, to save this country, we need somebody who can stand athwart the national security state, the deep state, and the bureaucrats and take them straight on and dismantle the agencies that need to be dismantled or else it's just going to be more of the same and the same old prison country in which Republican voters, America firsters, are uh, simply led into these false corrals and muzzled and strangled and uh, watch their freedom suffocate as we watch this country go away. So that, that, that's how I'm seeing a lot of this. If you add up this hour, and hopefully you can check out the podcast, I think that, that, that at least is a, a good attempt at knowing what needs to be done and how we can save this place, because we all pretty much are aware that we're losing it, losing this country, and, it, oh, if this world loses the United States of America, it's going to be a lot worse world, no doubt. All right. Sorry, I didn't get to the phones yet, but uh, when we come back, let's talk manhood and phone action. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.